Welcome to Make Your Life Magnificent with coaches Jackie and Mimi, co-founders of The Resting Mind. We're keeping it real with Generation X women talking about the stuff that keeps you up at night. For managing the demands of your career, life, and everything in between, all while dealing with Gen X issues like finances, aging parents, perimenopause, oh, and menopause, ugh, confidence, and anxiety. luck got to do got to do with it ask 20 successful men about how they got to where they are today in their careers and they are going to confidently clamor on about all of their skills and accomplishments ask the same question to 20 successful women and by and large they will attribute their success to being lucky you will hear things like i got lucky landing that role i was in the right place at the right time i was lucky to be introduced to the hiring manager Today, we want to pull apart the ideas around why women claim luck is the backbone for their success, the emotional tug of war that happens when we need to own our worth, and share examples of ways to get comfortable bragging about the work you do and your own worth and value. Hey, Jack. Hey. How are you? I'm feeling lucky. Ooh, lucky. Tina, Tina. Lucky. I can't believe I'm singing because I can't stand my voice, but I'm in such a good mood. This topic hits home for me for so many different reasons. We'll get into them all. And I'm really excited that we are tackling this and giving Gen X women the permission to own their success. Yes. And not have to blame it on luck. Blame it on luck. You guys did it. You did it. But before we go into that, we do want to pause. We want to give a shout out to... TCal3, who wrote this amazing review about Thank the you, podcast. Thank you, TCal3. And it Thank says, you. It's so easy to get caught up with Jackie and Mimi because they're so informative and yet real at the same time. I love their positive and upbeat energy and feel really that when I'm listening to them that I can absolutely relate to their conversation and I can't wait to hear the next one. Thank you for such a fantastic review and thank you for listening. Thanks TCAL3. We want you guys all to take a moment to just give us a review and tell us what you think because we're doing this for you to make your lives more magnificent. So okay, luck. I I believe in luck. So I don't want to start this whole podcast dismissing the the way luck plays a role in our everyday lives. Because I know without a reasonable doubt that my success throughout my career has been because of hard work, my ability to lead, my ability to inspire, and the my ability to kind of increase revenue streams. But I also feel money. that I am a, money, money. <laughs> but I also feel that I'm I'm a lucky person. But I do think that luck has nothing to do with success. I Here's agree. why, right? Luck didn't play a role in me landing my second job in sales where I literally quadrupled the money that I brought home. Now, the way that happened was my name got brought up in a conversation by someone that I worked with to a different publisher. And that person called me. So someone might say, well, you're lucky that your name got brought up. My take on that is my name never would have gotten brought up if I wasn't seen as a rock star in the company that I was in. Right. So you worked. My skills are what made me stand out that my name came up, right? I, d- luck didn't play a role in me meeting Mimi and us starting this business. 
because Carrie connected us because she knew the kind of person I was. She knew the kind of person Mimi was and thought that we would connect. If I wasn't authentic and honest and Carrie would have never thought about connecting the two of us, Absolutely. but she knew that we would be a match. And she, Carrie is awesome. Carrie is amazing. I'm sure you're listening, Carrie. And we've converted her to be a podcast listener. Yay, so Carrie. I love that, Carrie. Um, so I don't believe that luck played a role. I know that I am a lucky person, but my success is because of everything that I have done. And everything I've done has laid the groundwork for luck to come to me. So can I be lucky to win money? Absolutely. But can you be lucky to meet the right person at the right time who connects you with your dream job? Sure, of course. But you wouldn't actually get the dream job. You wouldn't actually get the interview if you weren't doing what you had in in you and have the skills to move forward. And I have to add to this also, because you even just said, I feel lucky, but knowing you, Jackie, you are such a positive person. You have positive energy. That's something that you work to always obtain. Because I know your life isn't perfect, you know? Far from But I know that you are someone who always takes the time to pause and make the best of situations and always you know bounce back to that positive energy level and again from an energetic perspective if you're in that positive frame of mind then things are going to start dropping into your lap and you may you know equate that with luck but it's not it's because you are you know feeling good and you're in that space and it's coming to you energetically so i had to add that in there i i i agree and i'm going to add on top of that it's goes and coincides with what goes on in brain science as well. Because when you are feeling lucky and positive, your lens that you see the whole world through is lucky and positive. So that's what's going to come to you because it's what, you go, what you're going to see. However, when you look at everything neg- negatively, you, your brain scans for everything that can go wrong. Right. I'm looking around the room as if you couldn't see me. <laughs> But it does. It scans for what can go wrong. So of and course, she's doing it very sleuth like. I was. We're gonna have to start recording these for YouTube because we are so goofy and silly. And plus, we're sitting outtakes. here with with bright colored headphones on too that you have to see. Of of course, we, we want to really invite you into our living room. Yeah. Well, well it's that's really in my story. butler's pantry. But yes, <laughs> <laughs> we want to invite you in. But but so this whole thing. This whole luck scenario really gets to me because I believe that luck is just a part of the equation, but it is not what we what really determines our success, right? So I'm going to pause here. When I was at that age, there are two stories I want to tell. The first story I want to tell is my boss at AdAge always used to ask this question on interviews, and she would say, do you consider yourself lucky? And she wouldn't hire someone who said no. Because for her, she wanted to always have a positive yeah, culture. It and makes if someone sense. didn't believe they were lucky, to your energy point, mm-hmm. then they're going to come in and that one energy shift could actually, like a disease, infect the entire and team. I want to add something else. How many times... I'm going to laugh because my cousin and I did this once. And she... Something happened and it was it was one of those you had to be there moments, but she said to me, I got no luck. 
And we laugh about that now, right? But, you know, if you are right. always kind of just saying, I've got no luck, I've got no luck, well, what do you think is going to happen? That's right? exactly right. So I'm going to challenge her. From now on, I want you to say, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. Well, my husband is uber lucky. He will go, every once in a while, he'll go to gamble and he'll play blackjack and he's like $700 up. It's just how he is. But he also knows when to stop, so I think that's part mm-hmm. of it. But... I always consider him lucky. He's just that, he's got that. But he's also got that kind of personality where things come to him because he's got a good energy and people want to be around him. So that luck really comes to him. Yeah, it it really comes down to energy. It does, it really does. So I want to share one other um, Ad Age story. Every year at... When I was at Ad Age, we would go to an event called the Women in Communications event where they would honor six different women in communication and the one year i went there were six incredible women i'm not going to remember them all but one of them was um gail oprah's gail gail king gail king ina garden Ooh. doris kern goodwin who i'm Ooh. obsessed with uh, she is a rock star she's a Ooh. rock star her story if you haven't read her autobiography it's phenomenal it's um Oh, She's a genius. I'll have to put it in the... I, I will put it in the show, show notes because I can't remember. Yeah, I want to read it. Head, but it's about her growing up in, in Brooklyn as a Dodgers fan. It's really great. Oh. But, so let me go back to this story. But there were these... There were six women and every single woman when they got up to... Oh, Cheryl Crow was another one. Mm. Every single woman when they got up to get their award, every one of them attributed their success to luck. All I'm amazed said, by I'm that. Lucky to be here. I feel lucky that I got this opportunity. And Brian Williams was the MC, and he was the one who stood up and said, "Why do you women feel the need to attribute your success to luck?" And it was Brian a man for, for who out. did, that. and it it actually opened my eyes that we all do that. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I really consciously. This is going back about ten years. Really consciously started thinking about saying I'm lucky in those terms and really changed my dialogue to own my skill set. And I want to challenge you guys to do the same. Yeah. All right. So Thomas... I'm impressed by Brian Williams. Me too. I was impressed by that too. Thomas Jefferson said, I find that the harder I work, the more luck I seem to find. Magical quote from a man. (laughs) So we want to talk to you. We want to give you... A couple of ideas on how you can really change your perspective about luck. Own luck in the right way, but own your skills also in the right way. So let's start. Let's let's start this conversation. I I think of luck. I'm going to make you guys laugh. I think when Mimi read this, when we were putting it together, we kind of each put pieces of an episode together. But when she read this, she... She voxed me and she started laughing. She's like, what are you, Kevin Bacon? Because I called (laughs) luck the six degrees of separation. (laughs) And it's how I view luck. So remember, you know, the Kevin Bacon story, which is the the game, the six degrees of separation. So if you would name a movie or an actor, an actress, there would be six degrees of separation. It would all come back to Kevin Bacon because he (laughs) took every job that he could in back in the 80s and the 90s. And of course I needed a Gen X reference, right? A little I, and footloose, footloose. footloose. Oh, we're really like, sick. I never, this is my debut. 
I, we never sing. <laughs> I know. I think we sang once in, in our worry. In our, no, in, yeah, in our worry episode about oh, um, a worry tantrum. We also sang in front of 100 people at a workshop. Yes. But... Oh, and it was recorded. It was quite embarrassing. <laughs> but, but to the six degrees of separation. So I think luck is like that. If you think about it, if you're a positive person, you will be connected to other positive people, creating a circle that expands positivity. So just like luck, if you are a skilled writer, you're going to attract other skilled writers. That's not luck. So you're going to get an opportunity to showcase your great content creation because you're recognized by that skill. And... I don't know if you guys have ever heard this. I've heard this several times, but people always say, surround yourself. Like you are the accumulation of the five people you surround yourself with. So think about that. If you're around negative Nellies all the time, if that's your five core people, well, what do you think you're going to, you know, you're taking that on. So surround yourself with people that feel lucky and have fun and are positive and all that kind of stuff. Yes, and and if you do that and talk about your skills, then what's going to happen is you're going to have this opportunity. If you own and know your skills, you're going to have this opportunity to have six degrees of separation where you will constantly be expanding your luck pool. It's the inner circle keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, attracting, therefore attracting luck, but it all because of your skills. Yeah. So I want you to own that. So we're going to go into a little science geek because, you know, Jackie is the geek. I am. Um, Moran Cerf, he's a Northwestern University neuroscientist. He teaches us how to retrain the brain for luck. He has a whole class on this, and I found it fascinating. Because when it comes to luck, the worst offender is the negativity bias, right? The tendency for all of us to recall negative events more easily than the positive ones. We talk about this in every episode almost, that it is automatic that we embed negative things that happen. It is the way to protect ourselves, but we have to be very conscious to think about how you know the positive things can embed. And he describes it as um, much like you remember those turbulent plane rides, mm-hmm. but you never remember the smooth ones. Or if you have a bad interaction with somebody at a coffee shop, you'll remember that, but you won't remember the other 56 times you went there and right. nothing happened, right? So we, that's, that's how our brains work. But because our brains are geared towards thinking about negativity and those scary things, it, and, you know, it's the way our brains learn, we tend to remember the bad stuff more than the good ones. So what we want to do and what he teaches is to keep a log of when luck goes our way so that we can overcome negativity bias. And this goes in, this goes um, really in alignment with a lot of the things we talk about at The Resting Mind, which when you write things down and look at them for what they really are, episode coming up will be about writing a worry log. When you see it for what it really is, you can actually see it more clearly. So if you consider yourself unlucky because you get a lot of parking tickets or because you can't get a a job interview, then you need to start writing down those times that you are getting those things. And then you will realize where it actually balances out. And you'll be pleasantly surprised by how much luckier you really are 
in terms of things going your way. So if you do that, you can retrain your brain to believe that you are lucky, which is so eye-opening and exciting for it's me. It's like, so exciting. <laughs> I'm like, you can retrain your brain to be lucky. I love the power that we're finding today, like all of the science and discovery around the brain and the power of it. It's amazing. It is amazing. And we need to we need to make sure that we start practicing these things so that we can become lucky in a different sense than just attributing luck to success. Because that's not lucky. And that's those are two different things. You know, another thing we want to talk about is women have to stop giving their success away. I see this a lot. We all do. And there have been, I actually had a client who I really enjoyed. I thought she was super smart. She ran a marketing team for an ad tech company. And one day I went in there for a meeting and she was gone. And she was brilliant. Really, she was Mm -hmm. brilliant. And I said to the woman who was her boss, I said, oh, I'm sorry to see, you know, X gone. And she said to me, well... I couldn't really figure out what her value was. I knew how good her team was working and what they, the value they brought, but I, but I didn't think that we needed her. And it really got me thinking. I had worked with her in several, in, in two other jobs prior to that, and I knew her value, but it got me really thinking about how important it is to communicate your value up. So while as women, we are empathetic creatures and as leaders, we are taught to be collaborative and we are taught to give enough accolades to our team. I completely agree with that. I think the difference is when we do that in a way that diminishes our own worth, that doesn't also discuss and bubble up what we are doing to contribute to the team, it ends up hurting us. Right. So I want you guys to think about how you can engage with your bosses and your team and talk about your accomplishments in a way that isn't diminishing what they're doing, but also lets your bosses see what you do. Because we, you know, we're not lucky that we got put on a project, right? We are we got put on the project because we have proven that we can actually lead the product the project to success. So, you know, I'm lucky because I work hard. No, you're not lucky. It's not working hard. It's your skills that actually make you a tremendous asset to an organization. So you need to start articulating that so that people can really see the value and what you bring to the table. You know, that brings us to the next point that I want to make, that success isn't the norm. You know, you just said we really want you to take a look at your your unique skills. I think a lot of times we just assume, I'm gonna give you a great example, we assume that either they're nothing special or that everyone has them. I'm gonna give you a, a really interesting story. I'm very organized and really neat, and I used to- Yes, very really, organized. Really, Thank God for her, because she, she helps me be more organized. I'm glad you, thank you for pointing yes, that out. absolutely. But I, so I was known, well, but I assumed everyone was this way, right? So I was in my corporate job and I, my computer crashed and I, I called Joe, the, the guy, like this guy kind of changed my life and he doesn't even know it. Uh, I called Joe. With a, shout the, out to Joe if you're listening. Yep. <laughs> shout out to Joe. I think we're Facebook friends. So uh, anyway, Joe comes up 
And he says, let me deal with your computer. And it was like almost noon. I said, you know what, Joe? I'm going to go out to lunch. You do what you have to do. I'll come back. So when I come back, computer's fixed. Thank you, Joe. But there's also a post-it note. And he writes, you are the most organized person I've ever seen. I remember my thought was, isn't everyone organized? Mm -hmm. For some reason, though, I held on to that post-it note for years. What I didn't know was that he was giving me the biggest gift was that it was insight into something that was very unique to me. But up until then, I had assumed that everyone was just, this was nothing special. Once I realized that, hey, I'm someone who can bring organization to crazy projects and to teams and to Jackie, (laughs) (laughs) it was something that I started to stand out. You know, so it wasn't, embrace the things that make you special. Don't assume that everyone has these unique talents. That is, that's perfectly, I love that specific example because so often while we're coaching people, we hear time and again where people like, well, I don't really know what I bring to the table. And I'll say, okay, the last project, what did you, did you submit it on time? And they said, well, yeah, of course. I was like, okay. But not the, everyone has that ability right, to do that. Right. The la- or I said, um, another recent client said to me that they, their creative ideas are, um, what, you know, what they use to for their proposals, right? So they're they're in charge of creating proposals for their sales team. And they're very creative. And I said, well, that's a great skill. And they're like, well, of course, that's what I have to do. And I said, but you don't understand. That is a skill set. So we take our everyday successes as everyone else's norms. And we have to recognize that's not true. We need to recognize that we all have our own zone of genius. If you can, re- if you can acknowledge it and hold on to it, um, you know, acknowledge it and hold on to it, and also appreciate it, then you can and leverage it. Yeah, and leverage it. That's a, that's what I was looking for. I was stuck. I was stuck. Thanks for coming in and <laughs> organizing <laughs> my thoughts. <laughs> dun 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 dun. But you know, we this isn't. We think this is how things are supposed to be. Is our point? And they are supposed to be that way. But they're not always that They're way. not always, or it's not, everyone is not always good at everything. Yes. Like, I don't know, you wouldn't want me to do, I don't know, I can't think of an example. No, because you're good at really a lot of Well, really but you things. wouldn't want me to manage your finances. No. <laughs> and I, you wouldn't want me organizing your computer, so no. there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, the next thing we want to share with you is this whole idea that women need to own their magnificence. And not freaking apologize for it, guys. You know, we we still fight the unconscious bias that exists for men and women, right? According to research, success the success and likability are positive correlations for men and negative correlations for women. So the way that women are successful, they are less like likable. Where men are more successful, they are more likable. That is a really scary statistic to me. And that is research that has been done time and time again. And and I don't like it. No, you're like, I don't like it. I don't like it. Because I think that we shouldn't be thought of as any less lesser than than to be success than you know because we're successful however because we have been brainwashed to believe this we as young women have thumbed down our success as young girls we start to play stupid in middle school this is not okay we you know you when you make decisions even or not only do we thumb down our our intelligence but when we're in a group of with our friends and we think 
okay, girls, let's go and do this. And you're going to play this place and you're going to do this. All of a sudden we're considered bossy. Mm. No, you're a leader. Right, right. right. So every single trait that has been strong as young girls and women has been perceived as negative. We need to change that. And we can only change it if we really recognize that we need to own that magnificence in us and push it forward into the world. Can you share your story about what happened when you were on the playground? Oh my God. Because I love this. It's an eye opener, but it, it, it kind of makes me laugh. Okay. But, but so, good for you also for standing up for yourself. Good for me. Thank you, mom. My mom stood up for me and taught me to stand up for myself. That's I could tell important. you, I could do a whole episode on all the ways that I've stood up for myself as a young kid due to my mom and what my mom did and how it led me there. But I won't digress. But I do remember I was in third or fourth grade, very young, and I was on the playground and a boy called me a dick. (laughs) Did you know that it was a bad word? I did. Of course I knew it was bad. I I come from an Italian (laughs) Brooklyn family where I knew every curse word and ones that I shouldn't have known in third, fourth, and fifth grade, okay? So the kid was being, you know, kid stuff. We were playing on the playground. He's like, you're a dick. And I was like, what? So I went over and I told the teacher that, Charlie called me a dick. Actually, his name wasn't Charlie. It was RJ. But um, <laughs> RJ called me a dick. I was so... And so the teacher turns around and says to me, Oh, Jackie. This is Catholic school. Oh, Jackie. Dick is just a, a nickname for Richard. Didn't you read that book, Dick and Jeans? Right. But I knew that's <laughs> what, it, what it was. Know. You know what it was. Right. So that's I not, was yeah. like, huh. It's like, but that's not what that's he meant. Not and what the he teacher meant. was like, well, that's what he meant. And really... No, it's not really, what he meant. Right. Because he would have just really, told you And Richard. it was a female... T- it was yeah. really... A, it was a female teacher, so it's not a it's not a chauvinistic thing. It was just a teacher thing giving the boy a pass, right? Yeah, she gave him a pass. So, you know, weeks later, I was being harassed by the same boy, and I called him an ass. Good for you. I was like, you're such an ass. And he told the teacher on me, and I got in trouble. I got in trouble for saying ass. You can't say that word. But I love what you said, though. So I said to the teacher, but but an ass is a donkey. (laughs) And the teacher didn't give me the pass. See, that's that's the point. Right. It did not give me the pass. And it made me, you know, it makes me realize the double standard we live in. And it wasn't until I was older that I really recognized it. But... This is what this we is, deal with. This is I love it's a it's kind of a cute story, but it's but it's not really. Right. I mean, it's you know it's, double standard. It's a double standard, right and in front that's of us. and I think it happens obviously much less in today's society in today's schooling, but it happened then. So no wonder why we we feel really held back and gun shy about showing our magnificence or speaking up about anything because we have been silenced for too long. Yeah. So the next thing we want to share with you is to get rid of this 1920s modesty that we've carried around. We have to get comfortable, confidently bragging. There's a concept that we hold true, and it's if I work hard, I'll be noticed for the work that I do, and we'll speak for ourselves. And we talked about it on, on last week's podcast. We talked about it earlier about the the client that I had who got let, let go because she didn't speak her value and we're not in school we don't get automatically pushed up the ranks right so we need to confidently brag but how do you do that so let's talk a little bit about some ways that we can do that so that you can get more comfortable with it and start small 
one of the things you can do is nominate yourself for things. So Mimi and I just nominated ourselves for a Long Island, there's a Long Island event that's run by the local newspaper that showcases women that are doing incredible things. Mm -hmm. So we nominated ourselves for that. We did. Proudly. Proudly. Because we truly believe the people who actually read the Herald are Gen X women. And we know that we can make an incredible difference in their lives confident about that so we nominated ourselves so did i ever tell you the time i nominated myself and i i I nominated (laughs) so years ago i had a food blog and i nominated myself for a story in newsday oh and yeah and we were so john and i we were accepted and they came the photographer came to the house and i was interviewed Story. Two yeah. and a half years yeah. of working together. Yeah, I made my famous right roast chicken with croutons. And there's, I'll show you oh, the, the pictures of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that yeah. recipe. Yeah. Was it, it's Ina Garden. It was Ina yes, Garden. I know that one. Adapted from Ina And yeah, the, the Newsday photographer came to the house. It was it was exciting. See? But I nominated myself for it. And there you go. The art of bragging. So bragging is an art. There's mm-hmm. a beautiful art to it and we can get comfortable in it there's a there's an esteemed coach named dominique moss who did an incredible really incredible article on this and i want to share some of her insights i'm also going to add the article to the show notes so you can spend some time with it but she talks about finding your crew so first off surround yourself with people who can support and appreciate your compliment accomplishments without envy so that's always the key right is so many people look at other women as competitors and we need to stop doing that first off but for executives for mid-level managers you need to find your own crew and the higher up you get the harder that becomes because you just don't find as many people in the same alignment as you have so Find your crew and find them so that they can help you confidently brag about what you're doing to each other so you can hone that skill. The next one is, what are you teaching others as you brag? So think about this. If I, I, I'm a really good coach. You're a really, really, she's an really good coach. I'm a really good coach. I'm very insightful. She's very intuitive. Intuitive. I'm a fabulous listener. I have, and she'll call you on your crap too, though. (laughs) I do because I'm very direct, but I have this ability to almost have this otherworldly view of things Mm -hmm. where I'm looking down and not down on somebody, but down and looking up like the landscape is bigger than just the. Yeah, you're looking at like the 50,000 foot view. Exactly. The big picture. You look at the big picture. And I can brag about that. And I brag about that. But I brag about it because I, not only because I feel confident that I'm a great coach, but also because I want people to understand that if you too step out of the immediate impact attachment you have to a situation, you too can coach yourself, right? Being a good coach is all about being objective and looking at it, any situation without a bias. And if you can train yourself to do that, then you can see clearly about what your next step should be in any situation. Mm. So the reason why I share that with you is when you brag about something, do so with this idea and understanding to help people understand how they can be better, right? Because now it's a win-win for everyone and it will get you more comfortable with your bragging. Yeah. The other thing is when you tell stories about what you do, add emotion to it. So tell stories. It's not just bragging to say, I'm great. It's about 
connecting as a storyteller. Mm-hmm. Mm. And when you do that using emotions, right? Emotions are what drives people to want to align with you, right? If you're interviewing, if you're on social media, if you are talking and networking, emotions are what really connect people. So find your way of attaching emotions to everything you do when you're having conversations. And I promise you that it will lift you up in brand new ways. I love that. So lift you up in brand new ways. Does that feel good? It feels lighter. My word of the year. Word of the year. Yeah. My word of the year. You know, Jackie, you're you're like elevating. Is that the word? Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, oh, going back, Gen X. Yeah, we're putting out fingers. Light, stiff as a board, light, light as, as a feather. feather. Did I ever tell you this board. is another story? I'm going off on a tangent. I, uh, ele- um, yeah, elevate, right? Elevate. So years ago, I was vice president of marketing. For, I had a team, and I said, "You guys want to try to elevate me?" So we, I had them all around me. I was laying on the floor in my office and they were trying to elevate me light as a feather. But every time they would do it, I would start cracking up laughing. And it lost, and the energy changed. I lost the energy. And they, I, all right, let's do it again. Light as a feather. <laughs> I mean, it was so, I had the whole team around me. That's such a great team building experience. Yeah, I think that's so. remember forever. That's so, and it's so, so silly. If you, any it's of you guys memories. are listening, yeah, like we laugh about it. If you guys are listening. Do tell that. Me. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, tell us. It. Yeah, tell me. Ask me if, see if you remember it. Try it too. You'll, and maybe you'll get lucky yeah. and be able to lift the person. There you go. <laughs> all right. We've gone off on a tangent, but in all reality, we have had, you know, levitate. We, that was the word. Levitate. It's not elevate. Yeah, elevate. Is levitate. A, yes. that was, I was trying to make my team lev- levitate me. <laughs> levitate you. So, so in all reality, we, we want you to be comfortable and confident in owning your skills bragging about who you are, recognizing it's not bragging. It's just sharing your magnificence with the world. And the world needs that. The world needs it. It is your zone of genius. And don't apologize for having it. And don't lessen it because it is beautiful and you can move mountains if you really bring it forward. Yeah. So the next time you attribute your success to luck, I want you to really think about Everything that went into it and what you put into it, all of your skills, all of your hard work, all of the commitment, that's where the luck really comes into play. The luck is like the icing on the cake. The luck is the icing on the cake. So it's the cherry on top. So don't attribute everything to luck. Just realize that you are magnificent the way you are. Absolutely. So until next week, cheers to your, your magnificence. magnificence. If you like this episode, leave us a review. It'll help other Gen X women find us so they can make their life magnificent.